I'm going to get behind him. I'm going to believe with him. I'm going to push. And let's see what God happens tonight. Come on, let's raise our expectation. God bless you, Brother Glover. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. Well, it feels good in the house of the Lord. I said it feels good in the house of the Lord. I feel expectates. I, I feel an expectation tonight. I feel an expect an expectancy. Amen for the supernatural. Amen. I give honor to the presence of the Lord that I feel here tonight. Give honor to your pastor and his wife and family. Amen to these good ministering brethren. We greet. Amen. Them in the name of the Lord Jesus. To all the good saints, we greet you tonight. Say thank you for coming. Amen. It is our heart's desire that you leave here different than the way you came. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I, I need a life-changing experience tonight. I need to leave here with a touch in my body tonight. I need to leave here with a touch in my mind. I need to leave here with a touch, amen, in some situations and circumstances that have, that have gone untouched for a while. Amen. And I, I believe God's going to do that tonight. Amen. While you're standing, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 21. While you're turning there, I'm going to ask my wife to testify real fast. So just stay standing. Amen. She, she had a testimony. Come on up here. Amen. And I'm going to try and do my best to translate. Praise the Lord, everyone. It is a privilege and an honor to be here with each and every one of you tonight. Quiero dar gracias a Dios porque Él tiene misericordia de nosotros y ha permitido que vengamos este día. I want to give all the praise to God because He has had mercy on us and allowed us all to gather here tonight. Cuando estábamos aquí en la alabanza, la... When I was here, up here in the front during worship, sentí la presencia de Dios bien poderosa. I could feel the presence of God very powerfully. Solo pude sentir algo bien especial en mi corazón. I could only just begin to feel something very special in my soul. De parte de Dios. It was from the Lord. Que lo que tú estás pasando, what you are facing tonight es porque Satanás quiere traer división a la iglesia. It is because God wants to separate you from the church. Desunidad. Disunity. Y te está desenfocando del punto. And the enemy would like to distract you and take your eyes off of the main point. De la Torre de Babel. Remember the Tower of Babel. La unidad tiene un poder. Unity has power. La unidad en oración. Unity and the anointing. La unidad con el Señor Jesucristo, con su Espíritu Santo. Unity combined with the Spirit and the anointing of the Almighty of God brings power. 
Y por favor, hermanos, Please, brothers and sisters, no pongamos atención a los problemas. Don't put your eyes on the problems. Solo nos traen distracciones. They are just distractions. Solo distracciones. Just distractions. Pero si seguimos la unidad en el espíritu. But let's continue the spirit of unity. Vamos a tener la, la victoria en el nombre de Jesús. And let's have victory in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, get your eyes off their problem. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. I said everything's going to be all right. Praise God. Praise God. I think it'd be appropriate if we just, amen, brother to brother and sister to sister, if it's appropriate right now. Amen. Let's, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Amen. Let's pray until a spirit of unity comes over us. Amen. But let's not stop with just unity. Let's pray till the anointing comes down. Come on. You don't know what your brother or sister may be going through, but reach over and touch them. Reach over and make a point of contact with them. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Pray till the authority of the Almighty God comes over you. Pray until the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray like apostolics. Give us unity, God. Don't let us be distracted tonight. Don't let us be distracted tonight, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. something coming into this room right now I feel something moving and shaking some things in this house tonight hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. 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 Well, I definitely don't want to miss what the Holy Ghost is trying to do in this house tonight. Amen. And I believe that he is positioning us in the correct posture. Amen. To receive something very powerful tonight. And um, I'd like to direct your attention to the book of Matthew chapter 21. Book of Matthew, chapter 21. I do have a few scriptures to read, so I apologize. I know you're standing. Amen. So let's quickly get into the word tonight. Matthew 21 and 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples, saying unto them, go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them. Everyone say, loose them. Before you bring it to the master, it's first got to be loosed. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, Thy king cometh unto thee, meek, sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt. Someone say he, they brought them both. And put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Two more scriptures, two more verses, verse 10 and 11. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all, everyone say all, all the city was moved. Oh, Lord, have mercy. All the city was moved saying, who is this? The multitude said, this is Jesus. 
prophet of Nazareth unto Galilee. God is ready to move in this city. I'm sorry, you didn't impress me, and I don't think you impressed God. Let me, st- let me say it again. God is ready to move in this city. doesn't belong to the Trinitarians. This city doesn't belong to the charismatic movement. I think it'd be all right tonight if we just make up our mind that this city belongs to the Lord. And once we get that settled, then it's time to wake up and realize that he's coming to visit this city. And if he's going to come and visit this city, he deserves... Hosanna praise. Let me say it like this. He's coming to visit some situations and some problems and some needs that are in this church. But what he wants to know from you tonight is will you give him a Hosanna praise? Come on, that's it. Now you're getting it. It's time to release your Hosanna. Woo! Shatala la bakaya na la bakaya. preach for a few moments tonight would you shout amen God bless you in Jesus name Heavenly Father speak through me Lord I pray touch my voice give me the words to say bind every spirit God that would hinder this service this word Find it in the name of the Lord, but release the power that's in your word to fall upon the ears, to hear, and the hearts to believe it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. You can be seated again. Matthew, also called Levi, was a Jew from Galilee. Matthew had become a tax collector. 
the Roman oppression era. And, and as a result, Matthew was hated and despised by his fellow Jews. The book of Matthew, by some scholars and writers, believe that the original writings were not written in his native tongue, but in the languages, or the language, pardon me, of Palestine. Some would say that it was not a pure language, but in fact a mixture of three separate languages in that area at that time. This language was called the Syro-Chaldaic or the Aramaic, Aramaic language. It is said that Jesus and the other disciples would also speak in this Syro-Chaldaic or Aramaic language, but not for the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the affluent of that day, but they would speak in what is described as a simpler language, more easily comprehensible, not for the religious and the well-educated and well-learned of that day, but they would speak with a focus being on the common folk, the sick folk or the ones that were in need. How many here tonight have a need that you would like God to give you a miracle in? I ain't come to preach high and lofty tonight. I come to preach pretty simple. Amen. Because I, I believe God wants to make some things emphatically clear tonight. Number one. He's visiting and will will visit in just a short period of time, I believe, in a greater way than he ever has before. And if he's going to visit this city, there's going to be some people that need to know who is this Jesus. And so they wrote to these common folk. And be that as it may, we quickly discover the reason why he wrote how he wrote. We discover the scope and the purpose of Matthew's writing. They are indicated in the first chapter of the very first verse of the book of Matthew. While you and I may get bored with the details of Matthew's genealogy course, what we must understand is that when Matthew wrote saying the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, 
the son of Abraham. Woo. I, I got to try to, this is going to be the one area I teach tonight, okay? This connected Matthew all at once to the, and I may not be pronouncing it right, but the, 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 the Davidic, the Davidic covenant of kingship. Matthew was connected when he said, this is the book. This is the book. This is the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David. He makes a literal connection with the covenant that the God of the Old Testament made concerning kingship. I'm going somewhere. And it doesn't end right there. He said the son of David, and then he says the son of Abraham. This connects him at once with two of the most important covenants found in the Old Testament. You have the, the, the Davidic covenant of kingship. And number two, you have the Abrahamic covenant of promise. Kingship on one hand, promise on the other. And Matthew felt that it, he, he felt it was so important. He felt the need to make a connection between, are you ready? Don't get comfortable tonight. He made a connection between the king and his people. Next, he felt a need to remind even the most lowly individual of his hour that Israel was still a people of promise. Are you, are you going to help me tonight? So in our text, we find Matthew's recording of Jesus' words and actions by most accounts, just five days before the crucifixion. Matthew says that Jesus one day, he draws nigh unto Jerusalem. Number two, Jesus draws nigh also to the Mount of Olives. Oh, I don't have time to teach all this tonight, but let me tell you something. If we're going to do anything for God, it always begins in a place of prayer and consecration. A lot of people want the promise, but they don't want to pay the price that it costs to obtain that promise. But Matthew said Jesus drew nigh to Jerusalem. You see, God manifested in flesh. He was about to turn that city upside down in just five days. They were about to see something 
that they had never seen before. Hello, somebody. They were about to witness eternity come together. They were about to witness deity come together. They were about to see dispensations come together. They were about to see the greatest event ever known to mankind. And Matthew's sitting, I can just, I see it in my mind, he's just sitting there scribbling as fast as he can. So-and-so begat, so-and-so, and so-and-so begat, so-and-so, and so-and-so begat, so-and-so. But whatever you do, don't forget, you are a people that have a kingship. You are a people that God made a covenant with. You are a people that God made a covenant, a promise with you. He said, I will be your king, and ye shall be my people. And as your king, it is my good pleasure to give unto you the treasures of heaven. So Jesus is drawing nigh. Things are coming together. There's a city getting ready to be visited. There, there's, a, there's a place of prayer and consecration that he's going to have to go through before the ultimate climatic event called the crucifixion. Yet somewhere along the way, Jesus sends two disciples telling them, go into the village. Go into that city right there. And straightway you shall find a mama donkey. And that mama donkey's tied up because someone owns that mama donkey. And next to that mama donkey, that mama donkey's got a baby donkey that nobody has ever broken before. They've been untouched. It's just somebody's donkey and somebody's colt. But you shall find the two of them there. They're going to be tied. You see, these beasts, you got to understand this. You, these animals did not belong to the disciples. And these disciples, forgive me because this is going to sound sacrilegious, but these, these donkeys didn't even belong to Jesus per se. Hello? <laughs> but Jesus said, you're going to find them where I told you you're going to find them. And when you find them, go ahead and untie them. And remember, I want them both. Bring them them is plural, meaning both of them. Both of them. <laughs> if I was down south, we'd say both of them. Hello, somebody. Bring them both to me. You see, they didn't belong to the disciples or Jesus for that matter. But Jesus said, I, I don't, that, we're beyond all that. Because there's about to be a transference of ownership. 
Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost moving me right now. I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get into what I'm going to preach. But let me just tell you something in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost spoke to me right over there and said, you tell my people that if they'll be willing to make a transference of ownership with me, I'll take what they cannot control. I'll take what they cannot deal with in life. I'll take what has been I'll take what has been wild and untamed and uncontrolled. I'll take what they've not been able to handle if they'll just give it to me. Jesus simply said, loose them and bring them to me. And you want to know why some of us couldn't just, I mean, and I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a fool. I didn't know what to expect. I don't, maybe I, I just maybe expected and felt like there'd be a little bit more response. But you know the problem is, you want to know why people, amen, don't really experience their victory like they, like they really need to and want to? It's because many of us tonight, we're all talk. We really, we, we be all about the talk. We flap our gums better than anybody. But at the end of the day, when it comes to an altar experience, we're really not willing to pay the price. In spite of what promises God's given us. Because in order for the donkeys to be brought to the Lord, somebody has to loose them. Oh, I've got a word for somebody tonight. It's time you loose. It's time you loose that which is tame. And it's time you loose that which you've never been un, been able to tame in your life. It's time, amen, to just give God 110% of you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Jesus said, loose them and bring them because I have need of them both. So there's about to be this transfer of ownership. Jesus basically said, said I, I'm, a, I'm the good master. Loose them. Many people don't are not willing to loose things and give them to God. Because you really, at the end of the day, you think you can handle and can control. A.K.A. manipulate the circumstances of your life. And we've gotten to a place in the apostolic church, and I'm afraid, oh God, I'm a, I, I, that, that we have a bunch of spiritual manipulators. Well, how can I give them to the master? When I want to, I want to, I, I don't, I don't want to give that to him. That, that's going to mean I'm going to have to 
give up ownership. I don't know who I'm trying to reach for right now, but I'm telling you, I'm reaching in the Holy Ghost for somebody. The answer to your miracle is in loosening. The answer to your miracle is going to be found when you get sick and tired of trying to deal not just with the tame and the normal, amen, and the good situations of life, uh, but when you get fed up with dealing with that which is uncontrollable, that which is unstoppable, that thing that turn, when you turn around, it tries to bite you as soon as you turn your back, uh, amen, that thing that you can't really trust very much uh, because the moment you turn your back to it, it tries to kick out. It tries to hurt. Amen. And God, hey, hey, you might as well just forget about trying to ride that wild thing. It's like a ship without a rudder. It's like a ship without a sail. It's, 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 like, a, it's like a boat without an oar. It's the untamable. It's the untouchable. Hello, somebody. But Matthew is so meticulous in his writing about all this. You know what? There was one reason. It was all because he wanted the people to know and understand there is something bigger taking place here than what meets the eye. Are you going to help me preach tonight? I come today to tell you there's something bigger that's taking place in this church than what you or sometimes what even I can see and realize. There's something so much more taking place. There's something that's moving. There's something that's uttering. There's something that's touching. There's something that's adjusting. There's something that has been moving. He's been speaking. And it's just beyond what we can see or realize. It's happening. There's something bigger taking place here. There's something more powerful happening before our eyes. It's not just little old Jesus uh, with a couple donkeys. Uh, amen. It's not just Jesus getting ready to go into Jerusalem. Uh, amen. It's Jesus getting ready to ride into the city uh, that he is the king of kings uh, and the Lord of lords. Uh, he's getting ready to make that city his own. And this was to fulfill that which was spoke by the prophet of the Old Testament saying, Tell ye the daughters of Zion. Well, what do you want me to tell them? Behold. Turn to your neighbor and say, Behold. Behold your king. I heard an old, old black minister said one time, he said, Poke your neighbor in the eye. Uh, don't poke your neighbor in the eye because they... If you ain't got enough faith to heal it, don't, don't poke it. Amen. Praise God. But I want you to point your finger at your neighbor tonight and tell your neighbor, behold. Behold. Tell him, I've got a word for you tonight. Behold, your king cometh. Come on, say it like you mean it tonight, church. This ain't some Trinitarian charismatic church tonight. 
You need to have a fresh revelation of who your king is. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He's the alpha. He's the mega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's everything in between. He's powerful. He's all-knowing. He is everything. He is the king. And the king is coming. Praise God. John saw Christ as the Son of God, the eagle which flieth high. Luke described Christ as the Son of Man. Luke saw him in his humanity as the man Christ. Mark explains him as a servant, as the ox that is worthy of his hire. Uh, and before you criticize, I didn't get this off Google or any other internet-based program. Amen. But can I tell you what I found that Matthew saw him like? Matthew writes as a reminder to the people of promise. Yes, I may be poor, but bless your heart, I'm a person of promise. I may not have everything that you may have, but bless your heart, I am a people of promise. And Matthew wrote to them and said, I see him as the Messiah, the king. Matthew said, I see him as the king, the lion of the tribe of Judah. I see him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Tell your neighbor again, get ready, the king is coming. I feel my help in this house tonight. Some of y'all looking at me like I fell off of, amen, of the top shelf in the cabinet tonight, uh, amen, and hit my head three times on the way down, uh, amen. Somebody may have asked, uh, Matthew, tell us, uh, how is he going to come? Uh, I'll tell you how he's going to come. Uh, he's going to come to your situation just like he did to Jerusalem. Uh, he's coming on the back uh, of that young, uh, that wild, uh, that unbroken beast of burden. Uh, you see, generals may ride horses, but the Prince of Peace is coming on a beast that everybody else said was untamable, was unstoppable, was untouchable. Generals may ride horses, but the Prince of Peace is going to come on a beast signifying peace. God chooses to bring peace using the wild, untamed, uncontrollable circumstances in our life. My God, I feel like I'm reaching for someone tonight. He said, get on the boat, boys. Where are we going? Don't worry about it. Just get on. He said, oh, by the way, we're going to the other side. I just come to tell you, to tell you, I see the other side of some of your storms. I see the other side of some of your circumstances. I see the other side of some of your troubles and some of your trials. 
you're not hearing me tonight. Maybe you come to take it easy tonight. But I'm come to, to tell someone in the Holy Ghost, I see the other side. I see the other side, my brother. I see the other side, my brother. I see the other side. of Hey, my brother, I see the other side. And guess what? If Jesus said we're going to go over to see the other side, guess what? We're going over. I don't care what kind of storm. I don't care what kind of clouds. I don't care what kind of waves. We're going over to the other side. Because God uses, God chooses to bring peace using unpeaceful circumstances in our life. I can't leave that right there yet. You want to know why you're being fought so hard, son, to live for God? It's because God's fighting a battle for you. I know there's storms. I know there's difficult circumstances and situations. But God said, you're going to the other side. I see the other side of this. I see the day when mom and daddy are coming. I see the day when aunt and uncle are here. I'm telling you, there's another side. There's another side to your problem. There's another side to your trial. There's another side. How is he going to come? I'll tell you how he's going to come and visit me. He's going to come and visit me. Amen. In my trouble, in my distress, uh, David said, in my distress, uh, I cried unto the Lord, uh, and he heard me. I've come today to tell you, don't criticize uh, your circumstance. Uh, don't doubt uh, the power that's in your problem. Uh, there's enough power that, that cannot stop God. Uh, it will not stop him. Hallelujah. Lord have mercy. I wish I'd have saved a little bit of energy for tonight. I feel like preaching this thing tonight. I wish I was 20 years old tonight. Some of you are so distracted by the waves. Some of you are so distracted by the dark clouds. Some of you are so distracted, uh, amen, with the last message that you heard uh, that said Jesus, uh, the son of David, is going to come, uh, and he's going to be crucified, uh, and he's going to die, amen. But what you forgot uh, is God uses even death, uh, amen, to allow people the opportunity to discover his power! 
Calvary's going to be in just a few days. Amen. But just beyond Calvary, there is a promise of power that's going to be fulfilled. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons, your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. But I hear, I hear you. I hear you tonight. Well, but you don't understand. My daughter is caught up in the spirit of confusion. I like getting out here where I can see people. You don't understand. My son's bound today. <laughs> you don't understand. My son's has apparently lost all desire for the things of God. No, what you don't understand is there's a king coming. There's a king coming. Sister Dykes, I prophesy to you in your situation and tell you the king is coming. And he's coming to your family. He's coming to your children. Every single one of them. The ones that are here and the one that ain't. I don't care how unbroken. I don't care how unbridled. I don't care how. The king is coming. I wish somebody would praise God. I come today to tell you, church, the king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. The king is coming. I see the other side. I see the king. I see Jesus in the boat. I see Jesus speaking a word of peace. people of promise. Matthew made the connection. Matthew made the connection between the king and the people of promise. The king who gave the promise and the people amen who desire to serve the king. Amen. And as a result have the promise of the king. Matthew said it. He said great peace rides. It's going to come in on the most unlikely set of circumstances. see, before great power must come peace. You go all the way back to Genesis 1. The Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. You look up the waters. They were troubled. They were in disarray. Amen. There was no form. There was no structure. It was just violent water. Amen. That went where it wanted to go and did what it wanted to do. But that's why the Spirit of the Lord had to move. Because what, what the Spirit of the Lord does in preparation. Amen. He does it in preparation. 
salvation for the word, for the word, for the word to speak in creation. I come today to tell you, God's getting ready to speak one word, and it's going to create a new miracle. I don't see how that's going to, who cares? I just don't think that, I don't care. Talk to the hand, because my word don't understand. I feel like smacking that spirit of doubt right upside the head tonight. I'm telling you tonight, the king's coming. The king's coming, y'all. He's coming to visit this city. Let me just tell you, he's coming to visit this church. Your greatest days are not behind you. They are yet in front of you. And just because you haven't seen it come to pass yet does not mean you won't. You're going to see it with your own eyes. You're going to feel it with your own hands. You're going to walk in it with your own feet. Great peace, great peace rides on unbridled praise. I, I'll be honest, I don't understand and I, I don't really, I'm not a, I'm nobody special. I'm not very smart either. I don't understand other than just when deity and the creator and the power of the creator came in contact, amen, with that unbridled power, that untamable situation, circumstance with that, that young donkey. Something happened. I, I present that something transferred. The ownership of them animals transferred back to the creator at that moment. Oh, Hallelujah. You know what some of y'all need to do? Y'all need to go back to an altar and transfer back to the master that which you can't control. Some of y'all need to go back to a place of consecration and fasting until you feel the release, until you feel the loosening. The only thing the scripture tells us is that when they brought them back, the people, the people, first thing they did is they took their coats off. And they, they have anybody ever, ever had horses? A young wild horse? I have. You're not going to put anything on their back out of the gate. It ain't, it, no, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. I may not be from Oklahoma, but I got that much sense. But something happens in the mind of a wild beast. Something happens when there's been a transference of ownership. 
And the ownership is transferred back to the good master. All of a sudden, that which was untamable becomes tame. All of a sudden, that which is untouchable becomes touchable again. All of a sudden, that which was chaotic, peace comes back to it. And so all of a sudden, here comes Jesus and his disciples with these two beasts. And people said, well, okay, I'll get on board with this. They start throwing their coats. And those that didn't have a coat to throw, they said, you know, I've already given everything I can to God. Oh, yeah, you didn't think I heard you, did you? Well, I, I, Brother Glover, I've already, 25 years ago, I've already gave my children to the Lord. I gave him that problem a long time ago. You didn't think I heard you, did you? You didn't think God heard you, did you? But let me talk to the second group of people. The first need to learn how to loose and bring it back to the master. The second group of people, <laughs> you know what you need to do? You need to learn how to release your Hosanna. You know what you need to do? Give me your coat, son. It's too pretty on you. You know what you need to do? It's got his name in here. I'll pay for a dry clean, okay? You know what some of us need to do? We need to get as close to Jesus as we can. There he goes again. Jesus! Let me come back here where some of, of y'all are. Jesus! Hey, there he goes. Look out. Get out the way. There he goes. Hey, there's that unbridled donkey. There's that wild donkey. Jesus! Jesus! I worship you. I praise you. I thank you. I exalt you. I know you're going to Jerusalem, but let me release my Hosanna one more time. Let my praises be the very garment that you rest upon. Because as you bring peace back to Jerusalem, I know the price that you pay will produce the power necessary. You see, God will bring peace if you bring his praise. I've come to tell someone tonight, and I, I'm out of gas. It's time to release your Hosanna. It's time to release that shout of praise. It's time to release your Hosanna because your king 
and the promises that the king will bring. The king and the promises, can I say it like this, that he already gave you. The king and the promise, say that again till you get up and get with it. The king and the promises that he's already given you, guess what, Matthew? They're on the way. They're on the way to the city. They're, they, it may come in a way that you didn't expect. He may be on the young one. He may be on that untamable one. He may be on that situation that you thought was going to kill you and destroy you. But get your Hosanna. Get your Hosanna back. Get your Hosanna back. And throw it and let God, let God, let God bring power. stand let not your heart be troubled neither let it be dismayed though I go away I go to prepare a place for you and that where I am there you may be also he's a king with a promise and the king is on his way Without me, he can do nothing. But with God, with my king, and with my promise, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. With God, all things are possible unto them that will believe. And can I throw something else on there? that will believe to a point where you'll release your Hosanna. You'll believe to the point where you'll loose to a new master your difficult circumstances and dilemmas. Because I got a word for you tonight. The Lord hath need of them both. You don't understand my son's a homosexual. No, you don't understand the power that's in your king. You don't understand the peace that the king has with one word that he'll send. And that peaceful word will drive out every demonic spirit from their mind. You don't understand preaching my daughter's a lesbian. No, you don't understand. You don't understand there's power in your king, and your king's on the way. And while he's coming, you're better off getting a hosanna in your hand and laying it on that which is unbridled and letting Jesus take that all the way to the cross. Uh, music can come tonight. come to tell someone tonight don't despise your dilemmas and don't cut Christ out of your circumstances 
no matter how impossible they may be today. Because tomorrow it's the unbridled, the unbroken, and that wild circumstances that we all face in our life from time to time that God will use to usher in peace to your troubled world. He said, this peace that I leave with you, not as the world gives you, But the peace that I give to you is from the Father. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither be dismayed. I come to tell first, first church. I come to tell this glorious church something tonight. It's time to loose what you haven't been able to control and handle. Let there be a transfer of ownership tonight. And if you've already done that, I've come to tell the other part, go ahead and get your Hosanna back. Lay it on the back. It's time to get your kids' clothes, your church clothes, their their church clothes back out. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to let that die. I, I felt it when we were in revival here. I just felt it again. It's time to get some, some Bibles out again. Begin to go through that Bible and start to underline every promise for salvation. Are you hearing me tonight? I, I, I'll be honest, I don't really understand why there's such a spirit trying to hinder what I've preached tonight but I know I've done my part tonight now my question to you is have you done yours have you loosed the unbridled part I'm telling someone right now it's your tongue that gets you in the worst trouble it's that unbridled member. But the power of life and death is in the tongue. And the best thing you can do with an unbridled tongue is loose it on an altar and transfer ownership of that unruly member. Hello, somebody. I'm talking to someone right now. You've got a vice in your life, and, and it's, it's, it's leading you on a path of addiction. And you've played with it once or twice. But you keep smoking. Let me tell you something in the Holy Ghost. You're going to become just another fiend out there in that world. But you better take that unbridled member. Oh, I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I can walk out there and put my finger on your head. You think it's innocent, just a little toke of dope from now and then? The devil is a liar. What you need to do is you need to take that nasty, unbridled spirit of addiction and you need to loose it on this altar today. Oh, it, it just happened one time, preacher. The devil's a lie. You need to loose it. You better loose it. You better loose it because the king's coming. The king's coming. There's a king coming.
I could get in trouble right now. You think it's just a little peck? You think it's just a little hug and a kiss? No, it's a spirit that works. And it's unbridled right now. It's untamable because it's called lust. It's the members of your body warring against itself. But let me tell you what to do with that nasty thing. You come down here and you loose it on this altar. And you get your Hosanna back uh, and you lay it on the back uh, of that which used to haunt you, that which used to hurt you. Uh, and you say, Jesus, uh, take my praise with you because I know there's peace uh, and I know there's great power that's getting ready to come come when you hang yourself on that cross and you die and give up the ghost because just a few days later there's coming power the power of the Holy Ghost I'm done What are you going to do tonight? Are you ready to loose it? I said, are you ready to loose it? Are you ready to release your Hosanna? Either way, you're going to have to let up something. You're going to have to be willing to give something up. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to loose that which is unbridled and untamable, and I'm willing to release my praise again tonight. I'm willing to let it go. I'm willing to lay it on the back. I'm willing to let Jesus use it. I'm willing to let my praise become the very vessel, become the very motor vehicle that Christ uses to bring power, to bring peace, to bring restoration. Come on, let's pray tonight. Come on, let's gather in tonight. Let's pray. Come on. Bring that porn addiction up here. Bring that lustful spirit up here. Come on, bring that sinful nature up here. Bring that... Bring that unbridled, bring that untouchable. Bring that city, that area of your heart that's been unchangeable. Bring it up here. Turn it loose. Release it. Child, come on, daddy, loose that baby. 
produce two things, peace and power. I said your praise is going to produce two things, praise and power. Your praise will release two things, peace and power. your praise. Release your worship. Release your trust. Let the power of the Holy Ghost Come on, King Jesus. Come on, King Jesus. Push back the darkness. Go past the walls and the barriers of darkness. Go back. Go back and heal the hurt. Go back and heal the mistrust. Come on, King Jesus. Bring peace. Bring power. Bring salvation. unto thee, saith the Lord, so shall I perform it. It's time for peace. It's time for power. in that situation. I see God doing the impossible. I see God granting unto you the desires of your heart. I see God sending a word and bringing peace. And after peace will come the power. And once power touches it, there shall be a performance. But loose it. Release your Hosanna tonight. Come on. That's it. Bring her up here. That's it. Come on, sister. Come on up here, sister. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were praying really good. Just lift up your hands. If you will trust me to go in 
places where I've not been allowed to go. If you will allow me to first heal that which I can heal with you, I shall not forget my promises towards you, saith the Lord. I shall perform that which I promised. I have given you the promise. And only I am the King of kings. Only I am the Lord of lords. Only I have the power to speak peace and to bring power. The Lord is healing. The Lord is healing minds. The Lord is healing emotions. Ratamoko Shata Rekenda Mayekota Shatara 